Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Uptime Community. We're so glad that you can join us live today. My name is Greg Messina, and today's date is May 24th in the year of our Lord, 2022. And we thank you for joining us today. We have a special program. Of course, if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments. Today, we uh, we do welcome uh, Brother Dustin from Busy for the Lord channel to Uptime. Dustin grew up as a Roman Catholic, but soon learned that his routine routine faith was not what God wanted from him. Turning his life from drug addiction and a prison sentence was a miraculous feat that only could be attributed to the supernatural power of God. He knew God was calling him to come out of the darkness after hearing the word of God. His eyes were opened, and he became aware of the things he never knew before. So uh, we do welcome Brother Dustin to Uptime. And uh, of course, we're back with Brother Robert, Brother Bob, and Brother Kevin. Good evening, guys. Hey, everybody. Good evening. Brother and, Dustin. Uh, and of course, we welcome down. Brother everybody. Dustin. Yeah, it's great to have you on, Dustin. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Great to so have you're you here. A Catholic, huh? Yes. <laughs> I think you yeah. guys have something in common. Yeah. <laughs> 28 years of Catholicism for me, man. Yeah, and you know what? It's just routine, ritual, you know, where the Bible talks about Jesus says that he honored me at their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Yeah. You know, saying those Hail Marys and all stuff like that. My goodness. But, uh, yeah, I'm not getting it to me. It's not about me. But, you know, 28 years of Catholicism, Knights of Columbus did all that stuff. You know, I used to fight tooth and nail for Catholicism. I did, man. I used to go over against people like myself. And guess what? I got destroyed. You know why? Because I never read the Bible at that point. (laughs) They destroyed me with verses and everything. And I'm like, they have to be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, Dustin, you... uh... You, you can share a little bit about your testimony. Um, we welcome you here. And, uh, of course, uh, I've seen a, a number of your videos. Uh, you have a great channel. I think a number of us have, have seen uh, a number of your, your uh, work, a number of your videos. And you do great work for the Lord. I, I wonder how you have the time to do this full time, brother. Why don't, you, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about, about yourself? Um, I gave a very brief introduction, but... Um, if you could tell us, I think uh, we we would really, really enjoy this. So go ahead, brother. The floor is yours. Well, yeah, thank you guys for having me on. As I'm a part of your community, I come on, you know, every Tuesday and join the chat lines and get the fellowship in that I need, you know. Um, but for myself, presently, I'm married with three, with, with, uh, with three children. Uh, I just made a big move. Uh, I grew up in Wisconsin, but uh, have recently moved uh, to West Tennessee. So the Lord called us to West Tennessee. We've been here for about a year. Um, I was in the water and fire restoration business uh, for 12 years. So, uh, you know, I would go to people's houses and do uh, what they called insurance work, which is like if your house caught on fire, we would restore your home. If your house flooded, we would restore your home. So that was the ministry. I called it a frontline ministry that the Lord gave me. Um, just to be, you know, a witness to those around me. But this past uh, summer, 
uh, of 2021, the Lord told me to leave my job. And that was a very hard thing for me to do because um, I came down to West Tennessee to take a, a position. Um, it was a promotion uh, in the profession that I was in. And the Lord told me just to leave. Um, went through some, you know, some trials and tribulations uh, within my family, within, with my wife. She had some health issues. And so in August of last year, the Lord was like, you know, I, I had already had a blog. I had already had a presence on social media with Rumble and BitChute. Um, but the Lord was really pressing on in my heart that I needed to start my own YouTube page and just talk about the end times. Because as many of you guys know, uh, people are biblically illiterate in this area. There's not many pastors around the country that are preaching about the end times. And when they do teach on the end times, they don't teach uh, a pre-tribulational view. And so that's just kind of how I got started with doing it full time. I'm still doing it full time by God's grace. Uh, he's providing for you know our needs. I hope I can continue to do this. But yeah, I wake up in the morning and study the word of God and just ask the Lord what he would have me to, to do. Um, just a little bit of background. You shared my testimony, but yeah, I was a, a Roman Catholic for 19 years. I was an altar boy. I was confirmed. Um, but it was after my senior year of high school, after partying it up, going to rock concerts and, you know, um, having a pot addiction that on my 19th birthday, um, I experimented with what they call magic mushrooms. Now I had no experience with any hard drugs like that. Um, but long story short, I ended up having a bad trip. And if, um, you know, I always believed in God, but that day convinced me that there was a real, uh, devil. There was demons because what was happening in my head, um, that day was, was supernatural. And so, um, long story short, I ended up trying, trying to drive home while I was uh, tripping and, uh, never made it home. Um, it resulted in an accident. And then I ended up having to do, uh, roughly about four years in prison. It was in my, uh, in my prison time that I came to know the Lord, people were challenging me as a Catholic. Why are you a Catholic? Why do you believe what you believe? And I gave the standard, you know, the standard, uh, you know, whatever response I'm Catholic, I'm always going to be Catholic. But when they started challenging me and some of these guys started inviting me to Protestant services, I heard the gospel for the first time. And as a Catholic that, you know, you believe you have to work your way to heaven or you believe that you're already right with God, it would just floored me. And so Ephesians 2, 8, 9 was the verse that really uh, woke me up. And it was May 2005. I was 20 years old. Um, I just asked the Lord into my heart, asked the Lord to forgive me for all my sins. And he showed himself strong to me that night. He poured his presence out on me like I've never never experienced before. And honestly, it kind of freaked me out. But um, I spent the next four years, I would tell people uh, going to free Bible college, like every single day, listening to sermons, Christian radio, having my family order books on theology. So when I got, um, you know, uh, familiar with prophecy, uh, if you guys might be familiar with the Brian Call, Dave Hunt, um, stuff like that. So I started reading books on prophecy. Um, so I was released when I was 24 years old and got involved with youth ministry, high school ministry, middle school ministry, met my wife, had kids, um, even pursued becoming a youth pastor, but it wasn't the Lord's will. Always desired to do full-time ministry, just didn't know what that looked like. I mean, we all do full-time ministry, 
Um, but I mean, just to really dive into the word of God and use my gifts of preaching and teaching. So that's where I'm at today. And, um, yeah, that's all. That's a little bit about myself. Well, praise God. That's amazing, brother. And, um, you've come a long way and, uh, you know, we give God all the glory. Obviously you do. I see it in your, your, the way you speak, everything that you speak about on your channel, all the content. Um, it's one of the reasons why we've invited you on uptime. Not only the fact that, you know, you've given us a shout out uh, more than once, uh, you know, and we do appreciate that. You know, we're not here for ourselves, but uh, of course, yeah. it's great when we can come together as brothers in Christ, even brothers and sisters, of course, uh, in Christ, and to go over the word. Sharp, iron sharpens iron, the word says, right? So this is this is the purpose behind these platforms. And uh, you've, you've taken it to... Um, I mean, with with you putting your content out there as much as you do, I have to say it's it's really quite amazing um, that the Lord's given you that that ability to do that. Um, you know, it, with all the time, especially with the family and you know, and uh, and doing everything else that you do. So um, we're ha we're happy to have you on here. We're we're, um, we're going to cover a few topics. Obviously, you you know what we cover here. Um, We'll go into a little bit of uh, what's going on in the world. We'll go a little bit about uh, go into a little bit about what you've been um, sharing recently on your own channel. Uh, so, um, but as everyone probably has heard, there's been another shooting recently, um, actually today, uh, in Texas, in an area of Texas. And uh, so, uh, I think it would be appropriate to actually lift up those people who are hurting right now. Um, I. I I know it was a number of students. I forget the exact number, um, but there were uh, there were children who were who were killed today, um, along with a teacher in school. Uh, so right now, I lift them up to you, Father God. I do ask for um, I ask for a consolation. I ask for um, I, I ask for just something that you will. Uh, put through their heart, Lord God, that will uh, help this family, these families who have lost these loved ones, to realize that uh, this is not something to make them go further away from you, but but much closer. You just put that, that peace that surpasses all understanding in their hearts and just cover them, Lord God. Cover them with your under your wing and give them the ability to see past this Comfort those who need to be comforted. Lord, you tell us to, to rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. Lord God, we mourn for those people who have been deeply affected by this tragedy in Texas today. Um, awful news coming into, you know, uh, around the world constantly. We're com constantly bombarded by this stuff. But we know, Lord God, that we can have peace, peace with you, Lord, um, when we we can concentrate on you and what you're about to do in this world. You're about to wipe every tear from everyone's eyes. That's going to happen because it's a promise and it's in your word, Lord God. So we, we just ask for restoration uh, for families to be consoled. Um, whatever the situation is right there over, uh, in that area of Texas, Lord, we just ask that uh, you place your hand upon it your hand be upon that place in, in that area. And may you wipe every tear 
from their eyes. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. You know, that's, um, you know, just the day and age that we're in now. And that's tough. That is such a, I couldn't imagine anything like that happening. You know, something like that happened to me and my sons. There was a kid at our at my my oldest son's high school that was that had a gun, and the word went out that there was a shooting at his school. This happened last fall, and we got there, and uh, within ten minutes, the whole place was flooded with parents. It got traffic jammed and everything, and I was there with my wife, and we were not able to get a hold of my son. I was trying to call his phone. Everything was shut off. And we didn't know what was going on. It was awful. But uh, eventually it was just some kid talking about what he might possibly do, you know, in the bathroom. And then he left the gun in the bathroom. He got scared. But anyhow, you know, Chinese telephone, how that all worked, that's basically what happened. But they had like SWAT teams went in there. It it, it was like horrible to watch because we didn't know what was going on. But I saw the SWAT teams going in there and everything. And I'm just like, I couldn't imagine being a parent, which I am, losing your child to something like this. Mm-hmm. Now, I know there are parents out there right now, people watching, that have lost their children, you know, in other forms, different fashions. And then we might have some parents involved in that event watching right now. Let me tell you something. You know, to the Lord, you know, God sees everything at once. We are eternal beings. Uh, the good news is that uh, your children are still alive. The Bible says he's uh, God is the God of the living, not of the dead, right? So they are alive and they are well. They're in paradise in heaven. Okay, Amen. now I know it's hard for us to accept what happened because their body died, but they are still alive and doing well and they're in paradise now. And we have to be able to, it's hard, but you got to be able to accept that. It's hard. It's, it's hard to swallow. They're no longer walking among the mortal plane. But they are alive and well right now in heaven. And maybe the Lord did not give them any memory of what happened to them. Who knows? But be it as it may, I just want to say one thing. Uh, June, really exciting month. June is a hot month for the Rapture Resurrection event. It's a hot month. There's a lot of people, a lot of watchmen right now, including myself, that are looking at June right now. It's almost like we're all looking for this buried treasure. And we all got our maps. We all did different interpretations. And now we're all kind of in the same area right now, within 10 to 20 feet of each other, trying to figure out where exactly that treasure is. You know, and so so many watchmen now are lining things up for June. And I think you guys will probably agree with me. You know, the, the condition of the world right now, especially the United States of America, and you know, People say Israel is the is the barometer for end times, right? Well, Israel represents Jacob, the time of Jacob's trouble. And what's going on there represents a tribulation is about to happen. But what's happening here in America right now, like this Texas shooting, there are more shootings that are going to be coming. Okay, unfortunately, that's the case. They're trying to do gun control. But America is the gauge for the age of grace. Okay, that's why God chose America, you know, the symbol of the eagle. God is often used as a symbol of the eagle in the Bible. Okay, well, if America is about to fall, that means, I believe, if America is about to fall, of course, America being the policing nation of the world, a policing Christian nation, 
If America is about to fall, that means the age of grace is about to come to an end. So mm-hmm. basically, just like Israel is a barometer for the tribulation, I believe America is a barometer for the age of grace. Okay. And what's happening right now, I mean, it's absolute clown world. I mean, I don't want to get into it right now. I got I could probably got a list of stuff here. I could just go off about right now about this country, but you know, yeah. I just, just want to say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Dustin, I you know, it's um what what do you have to say about this? I mean, you're the guest. I mean, we we want you to have uh, some time to speak also on these topics. No, I like I like the fact that Bob brought that up because I've been uh, I've been thinking a lot about America because I've had people on one end of the spectrum that says you know America makes no difference if it falls uh, before the rapture or after the rapture, but um, you know a lot of people are telling us look at other people around the world you got christians in every country the rapture affects every every nation in the world when it happens but we have to remember that you know god brought up america for a reason and it's definitely already been given given over um as we as we read romans one um we become debased right and we've exchanged uh the truth of god for a lie and so we know that um america has to fall in order for the global government to come into play. So I posted a lot of videos on this. Actually, I posted a poll on my community page and one of the live streams I did was based on that poll. And and the question was um, basically, will the rapture cause the fall of America or will the fall of America lead up to the fall, you know, to the rapture, which is, you know, you can kind of look at it the same, you know, the same coin there. But um, I personally believe that, the rapture is going to cause the ultimate fall of America because despite there being a great falling away and, you know, with so many churches basically not preaching biblical doctrine, even a pre-trib rapture, there's still a great presence of Christians in this nation. So when you take away that population, um, I, I just see that America falling um, with the rapture, just being the perfect scenario for the antichrist to come in. And remember we're the restrainer, we're the salt and the light of the world. And so it's just the perfect scenario for, you know, this Antichrist uh, system to come in. Amen. Yeah, America was created. You know, Israel was created because God loved Israel. America was created because America loved God. Both of these nations were created in God's love. Okay, Mm -hmm. I know there's Christians in other nations around the world. Okay, but I believe God has established America to be a corporate barometer for the world to watch as we go into the end of the age of grace. Okay. Yeah. Into the seven year tribulation. Okay. And, and I heard uh, one politician say plainly like this, he goes without America, the world will be in chaos. And we have been restrained. We have been pushing people back from fighting and granted, I know there are some bad people and there's some, you know, Masons and all stuff. I get it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Be it as it may, the nation as itself, how God used America, we've been holding everybody back from fighting each other in the Middle East for the most part, however that worked. But that's not happening no more, is it? Okay. We got this limp noodle, this limp yeah. fish, a trout yeah. in the White House right now. And everybody that works with them is even worse. 
Okay, so nobody's holding anything back. We're seeing a uh, a prerequisite of the hand of restraint being removed, starting mm-hmm. with America. America removed this hand of restraint. God forced us to remove our hand of restraint from the Middle East, and look what's happening over there now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just an absolute mess, and we don't have a whole lot of time left. Right. Right. Yeah. No, we don't. I mean, at least we don't think, I mean, for those people who are just coming on and, uh, you know, aren't used to this channel, we're, it, we're not specifically date setting or we're not date setters. We don't consider ourselves date setters. Okay. But, uh, we watch for what's going on in the times, how, how that may pertain to biblical prophecy. Um, Bob has some charts that he brings up every once in a while and, um, they're intriguing. Uh, certainly it seems too coincidental not to work out or pan out in the way that, you know, the Lord has pretty much um, given you this, this revelation, right, Bob? I mean, uh, these things are, are all here for us to ponder on and, and to pray about. Um, but, you know, we're, we're not date setters, okay? Specifically, um, we, we speculate, we certainly speculate on what could be a day that uh, the Lord could return for his body, for the body of Christ. Um, But we're not date setters. Uh, But at the same time, it's exciting to see what's going on and how it pertains to Bible prophecy. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, yeah, Kevin, what do you have to say? Uh, I like the comment uh, Dustin made about... um, you know, will the rapture bring the fall of America or will the fall of America lead up to the rapture? Hey, Joe. Mm-hmm. How you doing? Um, yeah, I, I, I always, I, I always kind of thought that as well um, because I could see that that the rapture, when it takes place, that life on earth will be uh, very different afterwards. Um, we all know that after the rapture, um, you know, great tribulations coming on the earth, um, unlike any time ever before and never will be again. Uh, we read about those things that are going to happen in Revelation. We talk about some of those things sometimes here on this channel. Obviously, you you know, because you're in the chat room a lot. Um, yeah. And uh, it's not going to be a fun time, but the difference is, though, is that when I say it's not going to be a fun time, it, it's, kind of, it's kind of in jest because it's going to be completely different. And there are a lot of, of Christians that live and work in the United States in, in jobs that care for people. I mean, ministry jobs, um, you know, service jobs, uh, public service jobs. Um, you know, you name it, the whole gamut, really, when you think of it. Um, I mean, plumbers, <laughs> teachers. So all those people are going to be gone who are, who are raptured, and there is going to be a gigantic vacancy um, of, you know, literally tens of millions of people. And um, we just saw what this country went through when – you know, there, there's like, and we're actually still going through it, where you have tens, a couple, a few tens of million people that 
that uh, were basically thrown out of their job. Mm-hmm. They're basically, you know, like businesses shut down, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the government closed everything down and the economy basically dropped like 30 some odd percent that quarter. It was just devastation, right? And now we're seeing a lot of the after effects of that, where you're having supply chain issues, you're having empty shelves, you're having um, food shortages that are you know, here already and on their way even more in the future. Could you imagine when 50, 60, 70, 100 million people leave the United States and they're no longer here? Uh, you're talking about a major collapse of, of mm-hmm. the economy of the United States. And it's not something that it's going to be able to recover from. Because when you take something that big out of an economy that that's going, you can't replace it. And you're, you're talking about like home mortgages that are being paid, right? Rent that are, that's being paid by Christians. You're talking about taxes that are being paid by Christians. You're talking about consumer goods that are being bought by Christians, all that gone. You, you've got to consider that the economic ramifications of that, is just going to be devastation, yeah. And it's going to, and we, and we've seen how even little things, like you know, fertilizer, you'd think in in Ukraine, it's like, what does that have to do with anything? Well, well, apparently, it has to do with a lot of things. And in the United States, could you imagine the devastation of the economic decline and collapse of the United States, uh, you know, economy? What that would do around the world. That's why I'm saying, like, when the rapture happens, and I do also believe that we are seeing the decline of the United States lead up to the rapture. But once the rapture happens, after that, no wonder the third horse, you know, comes out and it's a, you know, a loaf of bread for for a day's wage. I mean, it's hard to even fathom right now. But I think a lot of people couldn't fathom that we'd have seven, even in some places now, $8 a gallon for gas. And I've also heard these service stations are gearing up for double digits. That they don't act, some of them don't actually even support that. And so they're going to have to figure that out and, and do some things in order to be able to support the $10 gallon of gas. But from what I've heard is that Ten dollar a gallon of gas is not is not speculation. It's inevitable, and we know that it is going to happen one day, sooner or later. We just don't know when, but we can see the decline of everything happening very quickly now in front of us, and not just on one level, but on many different levels at the same time. So, well, you know, it's uh, the one thing that basically uh, you know, I, uh, I I took from from what from what I heard. And I think that's very, a profound statement, um, Dustin, definitely. Well, a lot of people, you know, I'm going to play the devil's advocate for a second here. There are a lot of people that think uh, there's a renewal coming and America is going to come back. And, you know, uh, yeah, I know, Bob, I'm I'm just, I'm just saying that because (laughs) I'm in agreement with you, man. The certain, the certain things that I, that I listened to, but uh, just like, Kev was just saying a second ago, it's um, things are, you know, it's like 
you're getting to the top of a mountain. We've been there and now we're, you know, we're heading down and things are accelerating. Uh, there's people that are uh, supposed leaders in this country. And I say supposed because they don't lead anything. Yeah. They're just lead, leading, leading us to destruction. Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing that was so comical about this the other day was when they were talking about all the electric cars and buses and everything. It's right. so it's so totally ridiculous. The amount of, you know, just the stuff that goes into changing an economy. And we just saw stacks and stacks of uh, windmill blades the other day when we were on the road, my wife and I, sitting in a field, just yeah. piled up. They're rusting. Yeah. And they're just sitting there. I don't know if you guys see that, but, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of these, uh, they had, they had those, um, when you had all those, those bad storms in Texas, Kevin, a lot of those froze. They're, <laughs> they're not even, any... uh, they're not even biodegradable. I mean, yeah. that's how, that's how environmentally great they are. Right. I mean, it's, and they kill birds from what I heard. <laughs> they kill birds. Yeah. But and then but when the wind really, doesn't blow, you don't get to watch your TV. That's what also I heard from. Uh, but I, I, I think we'd all like to think that things are going to turn around and get better. What and Joe, it's good to see you tonight. Uh, always good to have you on. I, I'm just wondering what you think of all this, everything that's well, been going on. I was uh, my computer decided to update as I was getting ready to come on, so I apologize <laughs> for that. Um, but I was listening, and um, nice to meet you, Dustin. I was listening to your testimony. I'm a good company. Uh, another brother saved, surrounded by concrete walls. I've been there. Mm-hmm. Um, praise be to Jesus for that. Um, we're in good company with the thief in the cross as well, as he went through the same thing. Um, so I'm happy to hear those stories. Those are always my favorite. Um, you know, the, the things going on now, like with gasoline, and um, what caught my attention this week was I was thinking back to uh, – you know, their, their habits when it comes to major wars. And as I recall, what happened before World War II, before they took all the guns from everybody, um, the major businesses, American businesses pulled out. And now I'm seeing a second company like Starbucks this week announced that they're pulling out of Russia. So as I start to see these big players pull pull out, I'm thinking we're getting closer and closer. Uh, usually, funny follow the money. It's usually the situation um, that's going to tell us what, what they have planned. So I think if we see more of these companies bail, the real war will start. Whatever this stuff happening on TV to me, you know, I question all of it. But that was a big sign to me. As far as gasoline, Shell had their biggest uh, profits in record history. And somebody was talking to me about um, the green energy and the electric cars and how Biden and all them are pushing it. What a joke. For anybody that thinks that the most powerful corporations in the world are going to allow a thing like green energy get in the way of their profits. The oil is never going to stop. They push this green stuff just because it's either a distraction or it's a way for them to <clears throat> launder more of our money to their friend, friends and family. Um, Elon Musk, his company, his biggest customer is the government. <clears throat> the the oil, there's a ton of it. Uh, there's a ton of oil. And they should be giving us a piece of every dollar sold. 
the fact that they're jacking it up a month before the busiest vacation time uh, is obvious. Like this is supply and demand. This is what they do. Um, so I don't believe in the green stuff. I think all well, that's a scam. I know the oil companies have patents on engines that run on water. I know they bought in these patents. They hold the patents. They control the patents. They go to these inventors. They offer them this money. And if they don't, you know, there's an old story back from the 80s and 90s. Two brothers invented something really special. One of them disappeared. The other one walked away. Um, so that that's just profiteering. You know, that's just keeping us enslaved. Um, the stuff with the kids, I mean, that's horrific. But you're going to see a ton of this because what the lockdowns did to these young kids' minds is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. This is as bad as, as veterans coming home from World War II. Mm-hmm. And I think it might be even worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to see more of this. And, um, I think that whole generation is in a lot of trouble. I don't see a revival. Um, and, um, as much as I want to say, I want to see one. I don't, I want the book of revelation to play out and the people that are here, um, they won't be here for long. Anybody gets left behind, you know, you'll be here. Maybe you walk in, maybe you don't to the millennium, but. You know, hopefully it's just over real quick. But um, that scripture comes to mind, Joe. What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Right. Yep. Well, that was, know, what, he, that's what Satan offered Jesus. He pulled yeah. out his only trick. His only trick yeah. is I'll give you this world and that's his to yeah. give. So he's got nothing else. You know, that's why a lot of these superstars and these rockers and even people in business, you hear more stories about rockers because it's more exciting. But they admit that they're involved in selling their soul. Now, yeah. you know, you know, this goes back to Judas. Judas did it. Why would we think that it's not available to anybody else, whether it be the most powerful orthodontist in a certain state, whether it be a rocker, whether it be a priest in the Catholic Church with power and money? I mean, the Pope comes out like a rapper. He's wearing gold chains. <laughs> and uh, I always crack up now. <laughs> now. Dustin, I grew up Catholic as well, Italian Catholic. So my wife, she comes out one day. I'm like, babe, you notice he looks like a rapper? And then when she clicked, like it clicked with her, she's like, oh, my God, they all act like rappers. They walk around with gold chains, crosses, like all the rappers. And uh, they get people <laughs> to bow to them. And um, the stuff with Nancy Pelosi is hilarious. I said to my wife today, I said, I wonder if she's coming to an end. Because normally they mock you on the way out. <laughs> um, so maybe she's getting her, her abuse now. But this stuff is hilarious with the church, you know, like, oh, now you tell her to stop receiving communion. Right. And then I and then I heard I heard uh, that guy is so funny. I love listening to him. Uh, Raymond Royale on Fox News. Do you know him? He was part of uh, the big Catholic channel. You guys know who he is? No, I've never heard of him. No. So anyway, he's talking about the canon law. And he goes, well, she did violate canon law and all these laws, you know. And, <laughs> and then he says that. Whoever was the archbishop, whoever denied her said, he goes, all he's trying to do is save her soul. I almost fell out of my chair driving. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and I'm like, the juice that they give these guys is so funny, you know, but God said, you'll you'll see people in my kingdom that you never would have imagined. And then others that won't, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Well, she found somebody in Washington, D.C. to give her communion. So that didn't. (laughs) It didn't really matter. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah, what, what are you going to do about that? I mean, that's just like, and then of course the, um, we, we, the, 
there's a theological expert on it, um, Whoopi Goldberg, oh, yeah. um, who said, uh, you know, hey, dude, that's not your your job. It's not your responsibility. Um, you know, everybody's got a comment these days about 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 that. And I, I don't listen. It, it is very clear to me that, um, you know, that, that the guy in San Francisco who said that I'm not going to serve her, I'm not going to give her communion here. He's got every right to do that, in, in my sure. opinion. Um, you know, hey, if you're if you're leading a flock, you got to set by example. And mm-hmm. apparently, this this Catholic Church in um, in Washington D.C. does all kinds of things that are not biblical. So, I mean, what do you expect at that point, right? Because they don't believe they don't believe the word of God is God's word. word, right? You know they they just they, they fear man. They mouth it. They uh, they have a form of godliness. They deny the power thereof. There's no. Yeah, I I did a teaching a long time ago. Religion versus truth, mm. and there's a boatload of religion in Christianity. That's why I'd rather say I'm a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ because I think everybody everybody almost claims to be a Christian. Yeah, and oh, yeah. when you really get down to it, you start showing them what right. the word says, mm-hmm. and they say, "Well, you know, that I don't was, agree with that. That was for that time." And right. uh, there we go. The word of God is quick and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner or critic. The word discerner is critic mm-hmm. of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So. This is this is what, you know, it's not we're not the ones that are deciding whether the word of God is true or not. The word of God is a testimony in and of itself that's saying it is. Hmm. And there's there's so many people out there that claim that they know it. And, you know, the thing that gets me is they're so concerned about us getting these jabs so that we don't get sick from COVID, yet that. They have no problem with abortion. They have no, no problem mm-hmm. destroying the lives of these these innocent babies. Nothing. It all the way up to the time of conception. Well, that's a woman's right to choose. Mm-hmm. We want we want to make sure that you get your inoculations here, so you don't get sick. And now you're finding out all these people are dying from them. I think you meant um, birth, Robert. Mm-hmm. Pardon me. I think you meant the word birth, not conception. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm a, you know, thanks for and and beyond. And by the way, and beyond. Yeah, and to you know, mm-hmm. if you if you don't you know, after the child's a couple of years right. old, if he gives you any problems, you can get rid of. Yeah, them. well, that, that's, <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's, isn't that like a some some government official said that that after the baby's born, then you know we'll we'll wrap it up and then we'll then, then we'll talk about it. Like, that was the gov. That was the governor. Just, the governor of Virginia. The governor of Virginia that, that was that after? was Ralph Northam. Yeah, Northam. You know things are getting that bad now, don't you think? God's like, yeah, it's about that time. I'm going to do the rapture resurrection. I'm going to pull all these children out. If you guys are getting ready right. to do something like that, yeah, mm-hmm. I can't allow this. No, sorry. wasn't that the Northam guy? The same guy who did blackface. Yes, same guy. We we were living out there when all that was going on, and. And uh, he he's a real work that guy. I, yeah, but I mean the 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 
but his party kept on supporting him and still loved him. Oh, I mean, it's just like, but, yeah. but I mean, you know, if anybody on, uh, on a conservative did that, they, they would just, they would burn him at the stake. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the problem is, Kevin, <laughs> there are a bunch of loafs out there right now. Loafs. There's a new terminology coming up with they're called loafs. L-O-F-F-S. L-O-F-F. A loaf. You know what a loaf is? Lake of fire, folks. Lake of fire. <laughs> <laughs> Lake uh, fire folks. You know we got like a fire folks? They love tyranny. Ouch. They love ceding their power to wicked, evil people. They love their you. sin. They love killing children. They love abortion. They love transgender whateverism. They love all that filth. And they mm-hmm. want to just submerge themselves. They want leadership that will give them the, all their heart's desires for all that filth. Okay? Yeah. And these people are among us right now. Now, I think they're a minority, but for some reason, they seem to have the biggest voices. Yeah, over. they're a loud, a loud mouth minority, aren't they? Mm-hmm. But we're among them right now. That's It's hard being a believer, and especially those, and we were talking about earlier, about these people that claim that they're believers. Dustin, you're talking about that. They claim they're believers, but they, they, have, that, they have that profession of faith, but not the possession of faith, like Robert Breaker always says. Mm-hmm. I have friends like that. I got family mm-hmm. members like that, mm-hmm. you know, and they're going to find out real quick when that trumpet goes off. They're like, all right, I'm going home in rapture. And hold on a second. Nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. Why? Because the Holy Spirit doesn't dwell within them, and it's not going to change them at the rapture resurrection. No Holy Spirit, no rapture. No indwelling Holy Spirit, no rapture. Just like it says, according to the book of Romans 8, 10, 11, where the Holy Spirit will change you from within. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the indwelling Holy Spirit inside you, you will be left behind. And Kevin always says this. He says that uh, we're, the lines are getting blurred right now. Right, Kevin? Oh, yeah. They're getting blurred. Why? Because we're coming to the end of our race. But there are people here. They are beginning to start their race. Is that the finish line? But finish line is also the starting line, isn't it? Okay, so we're finishing our race, and we're trying to get through these people to finish our race while they're all standing at the starting line saying, hey, we're not saved by grace alone. We're not saved by faith alone. We're saved by works plus faith. Okay, and I'm running past my, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You're not a part of my race, man. (laughs) Well, there's going to be a revival, um, but it's not, it's going to take until after the rapture because the Bible says there's a great multitude that come out of the great tribulation, isn't Mm -hmm. there? And that's going to be that. That is the time where where it is the final chance that people have before the second coming in order to choose. And uh, it's going to be a you know life or death matter at that point. And um, many many people will choose death to save themselves um, from uh, from eternal death, basically, and, and allow Jesus to uh, to to be that that bridge and. If they're not going to do it now, well, we know that there's going to be a multitude that does it later. And all we can do right now, Bob, is love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. Um, you know, it's not easy. Like I said this before a few months ago, that is uh, for me, that is like the hardest thing, I think, is like not to get upset at these people. <laughs> and it's just yeah, like they, they want they to keep, keep you. on remembering yeah. that we're not fighting against flesh and blood, that it's against you know dark dark powers spiritual dark wickedness powers. from on spiritual high. weaknesses yeah exactly. you know it'd be 
it'd be interesting to, uh, I, you know, I don't know if, if we've ever done this on here, but uh, we've been on for, it's been two years, right, Craig? Mm-hmm. Yep. We're in our I third just year. Wonder, mm-hmm. I, I'm just I'm just curious, and I, I don't know. I know you don't, maybe you don't keep track of things like this. you got enough stuff to deal with, but of all the times that we've been on, uh, I just can't help but wonder how many people have come across uptime and actually have given their life to the Lord. Mm. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I'm the one that says always to give Jesus a chance and I, and I'm not just using that as a, as a cute little phrase. It's that, that's what I was told by a fellow at the first fellowship I ever went to as I was a Buddhist trying to convert them to Buddhism. And he said, why don't you just give Jesus a chance? And, I thought, well, you know, I have nothing to lose and to start to look into his word and to start to read it. And you know what? After a while there, I'm thinking to myself, you know, he's either the 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 uh, one that came to accomplish the things that we needed to have done so that we could have more, more life and have it more abundant. Or he's the biggest liar that ever walked in the face of the earth. Mm. And I found that he's the way, the truth, and the life. So if there's people out there tonight that are wondering, and saying to themselves, "There's, there's no absolute truth. There's, it's just, there's no hope. There's no point in this anymore." I'm, I, in fact, I, I don't even want to live. But wait a second now, <laughs> you know, you're on here for a reason tonight. Just think about it for a moment, and just pay attention and realize that there's a God that loves you, and He sent His only begotten Son to die for you in your place, you know. And then He got Him up. He is risen. And then he set him in his own right hand. He's our advocate. You know, he, he can, uh, you know, he's not just an advocate every so often. He's a constant advocate for us. And I know all of us agree we need that. You know, we, we all, we're, we're, too, we're weak. But we're not weak because we believe in the truth. And we're, we realize that we couldn't do it on our own. You know, you, you get to that point where, you realize that all your uh, best laid plans just, you know, it's, it's, I, I guess too, Kev, it's, it's, it's the last thing a man really wants to admit is he wrong, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, or a woman that say, well, you know, I can't handle this anymore. I'm going to check this Jesus out. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's just a, that's just a fad. <laughs> it is, mm-hmm. you know, challenge, my challenge to anybody tonight, is to give Jesus Christ a chance. Get yourself a Bible. If you don't have one, talk to Bob Barber. He'll get you one. Mm-hmm. And then start reading it. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, thank, just pray to the Lord that, that he's going to bring people into your life that are going to teach you like he did with, like Dustin and, and with Joe and all of us. And just wait, fasten your seatbelt, and he'll he'll do it. And I, I can guarantee you he'll do it. And and people say, well, how can you? Well, look, if you would have seen me all those years back, oh, you fay. You know, I mean, you talk about the word mess. And by the grace of God, here I am, you know, I'm going to be 70 years old in July. And I guess I'm I'm the elder statesman of the group here. But... I got no business still breathing. <laughs> I really don't. But I'm thankful that I am. 
Amen. And I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to make a joke out of this. This, this is more, this is the most important decision that you all will ever make in your lives. Yeah. Amen. Right, Bob, right, Bobby. I mean, Amen. it is. And and once you've made it, he's going to open up understanding to you. It says the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. And you'll know. And and you'll start to understand. And he, and then when you get into the words, you'll start to understand, hey, that makes a lot of sense. Even I make sense when I'm speaking the word. It's amazing. I mean, <laughs> I can make sense with anything. But it takes the but, Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Dustin, I mean, how did you get out of, I mean, you, you got in, you had drugs. I mean, he had to, that had to be the supernatural work of God yeah. to take you away from all that. Well, you know, with many of us, um, sometimes we get warnings. And uh, one of the things that I forgot to mention is that God, looking back, the Lord had warned me three times to stop, uh, you know, to stop with the, with the, with the pot. And, um, you know, he warned me three times. I ignored him. And he basically said, for lack of better words, something bad's going to happen if you, to you if you don't stop. And, you know, when the Lord began to call me, so this was back in 2004, uh, the Lord began to call me. You know, I remember the Passion of the Christ came out. And as a, a professing Catholic, I went and saw the movie. But I just remember for the first time, the Holy Spirit speaking to me. You know, I've never... We all, growing up Catholic, you only know Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You don't know that the Spirit of God draws a person, convicts a person, comes to live inside a person. So, you know, when I was hearing this uh, voice impress upon my conscience, I didn't know what to make of it. So I was sitting there watching the Passion of the Christ, and I just remember the Lord saying, you know, I took your sins upon my own shoulders, you know what I mean? And so that the Lord began to draw me. It was a process of, you know, enlightening the eyes of my understanding. I knew I was headed for hell because uh, as a result of my accident, someone lost their life, right? So as a Catholic, you're taught that if you commit a mortal sin, you're going to go to hell. So at least that scared me enough. But it's, you know, it's kind of what, like Ray Comfort says, the law of God was weighing upon my heart. And I knew that I was no longer a good person, that I deserved hell. And so the fear of God brings wisdom. And so it was the fear of God that brought me to a realization that I need a savior. You know, we can preach to people, you know, you need Jesus. He's your savior. But people are like, saved from what? I'm a good person. I don't need to be saved from anything. But when you realize how wretched you are and that everybody is already on their way to hell, everybody's already condemned, um, it's just the salvation is just that much sweeter. You know, it was a complete 180. Not everybody has that experience like I did where you're just, the light bulb goes on and you just completely do a 180. I mean, I, I freaked my family out. They came to visit me in prison and I talked about being saved and born again. And they're like, what are you even talking about? A person can't know for sure they're saved. You got to find out on judgment day. I'm like, no, the Bible says, the Bible says, and, and a lot of them were skeptical. A lot of them thought, well, this must just be the jailhouse Christianity. This just must be his religion. That's a crutch. That's going to get him through the next couple years. And then when he gets out, he'll be just like us. And that wasn't the case at all. I just preached harder. I, you know, and, but, but the Lord is working. Um, the Lord works on people. And sometimes it takes years of them just examining your life 
and watching you and, and, you know, little by little people come up and ask questions. So it's just the grace of God that opened my eyes, man. I, I'm one of maybe one of maybe two or three other people in my family out of hundreds of Roman Catholics that know the Lord. I'm like, Lord, why me? Well, how, why me? Like, you know, I should be rotting in a prison cell right now. So praise the Lord for that. Right. Mm. Amen. Amen. Yeah. You wouldn't be here with us today. I think it would be tough to, to get you on um, the panel <laughs> if you're still in prison, <laughs> but you know what? You, you went through it and yep. God doesn't put people through things they can't handle. So you could handle it. Obviously um, there was for, there was a reason some people have to go through things like that, you know, in yeah. order to actually come around. Some people might get a scare and they may oh, yeah. come close to doing that. There might be people on this panel that have had, had that happen to them. Um, and then there's other people that they have to go all the way down that path and almost get to rock bottom or rock bottom and they come, right. come back from it. Right. So God deals with everybody yeah. individually. Isn't, isn't that amazing that he loves us so much? It's that incredible. He, yeah. He handles it, you know, differently for every single mm-hmm. person. We talk a lot about time, you know, especially, you know, Bob was talking about June and how it's a, it's a big month. There's a lot going on and a lot of people are looking to June be the, when, it, when this happens, but the timing that goes on, like Kev was just saying in our individual lives, you know, when I was, when I was shared the, the truth of the word, it was at a time when I was really searching. And I think that I think the Lord allows you to do a lot of searching. And I I did look into a lot of different things. But right at that right time, I was it, it was my, my, my heart was ready for something more. I didn't know what that was. And then when I went to that fellowship, when I got there, when I when I left there, I was different. I don't know how I was, but. I know when I when I picked up the word and started reading it for the first time, it made sense in my life. And I thought, well, there's got to be a reason why this makes sense. Right. So this is the same thing that happened to Dustin, the same thing that happened to Joe and, and all of us. That, uh, you know, why us? You know, why? You know, we're we're not we're not anything special. I mean, the, the word says that we're peculiar people in, in Peter, which I can relate to that one. But where it says we're a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. So why would God choose us? Hmm. You know, does he make mistakes? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you're you're uh, wondering out there, you know, you've got a you've got questions on which I keep getting back to this. I don't know why I keep thinking about this, but there's people right now in this chat room that that are weighing whether or not this is true or not. I, I get that sense, Bob, and I, I don't know why that is, but, you know, I'm not going to do one of these things. There's somebody with a bad leg out there. I'm not going to pull one of those, but I really believe that there's somebody, there, there are people out there that are like Greg, they're thinking about it right now. They're kind of wondering whether, whether Jesus Christ really is the way, the truth and the life, you know, whether there's any point in, and, and checking this out and seeing if he's the way. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's the best thing you can do today. And don't. And Kev's brought this up. Don't don't put it off. Don't mm-hmm. put this off till next week, tomorrow. Say, well, I'm going to go out and party, 
and have my fun. And then I used to think that I'm going to party up until I'm, you know, until I'm 30 years old, and then I'm going to find the Lord. Mm. By that time, you're gone. You know? <laughs> I mean, so there you go. The verse is right there. And, and we did not write this. John 14, yeah. 6. Yeah. Certainly didn't write and you know, the thing is, too, is like uh, the, the simple, the simplicity that's in Christ, the Bible talks about the simplicity that's in Christ. You know, the old, in the Old Testament book of Leviticus, book of Exodus, uh, God always requires blood for the remission of sins. You cannot get your blood. You cannot get your sins forgiven unless there's bloodshed. Before Jesus came along, they shed the blood of lambs. Now, mm-hmm. if you were a family back then and you shed that your that lamb's blood on behalf of your family, you had faith in that blood of that lamb to deliver you and your family, forgive your sins till the next year, to the next Passover. And guess what? It worked. Those people, the, those people went down to the belly of the earth and they're in Abraham's bosom. Mm-hmm. And the Bible proves that they're there. Okay. So the whole blood sacrifice works. Okay, so that's 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 set in stone. That's a fact. God requires blood for the forgiveness of sins. Now, the book of Hebrews, chapter uh, nine, verse twelve says, "Neither by the blood of the goats and calves, but by His own blood, He entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us." Okay. Now, Jesus' blood was shed at Passover. What a coincidence! <laughs> at Passover, all right. And according to that verse, his blood is a final sacrifice. And just like those lambs, we now have faith in Jesus' blood sacrifice Mm -hmm. now for the forgiveness of our sins. Okay? Mm -hmm. And just like those people back then, they had faith in that lamb's blood, and it worked. So now Jesus is the blood sacrifice, the blood covenant God has given us as a gift. If If you have faith in it, guess what? Just like that lamb sacrifice did for them, it's going to work for you as well. Okay. If it worked for that, it's going to work. It's definitely going to work for Jesus. Okay. Yeah. That's why Jesus is a way of truth and the light. Can I mention one thing, Bob? Um, so somebody put in the comment section, but isn't believing Paul's gospel gives us salvation, not the forgiveness of sins. But that's, but that's what that is, is that that's the only way that you can get forgiveness of sins is by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ that he died and that he rose because without that, there is no forgiveness of sins. The, 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 there's nothing left. The, there's no animals sacrificing. There's no, that, that's, that is not the way that God intended it to be forever. Obviously he gave his son once and for all in order to cover a multitude of sins, the entire thing. So if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and believe that he died for you, then your sins are forgiven. And the Bible clearly states that the sins are separated as far as the East is from the West. So, I mean, Jesus Christ is the only way to get forgiveness of those sins because we know that the the wages of sin is death. And that's not death by mortal means. That's, that's spiritual. That's a second. That's the second death is what it's saying is that if you have sin and you haven't been forgiven of that sin, you're not able to dwell with God. Like I said it before, it's like antimatter trying to exist along with matter. Can't happen. God, God does not allow that. So he gave us one offering. He gave us his son. And whoever believes on him, 
will not perish and have eternal life. That is the only way. That's why Jesus said, I am the only way. No one goes to the Father but through me. And so there, there's no other way that you're going to be able to get there, not through your works, not through believing in something else, and not through uh, some type of sacrifice that you're going to try to do. Because the sacrifice was given once for all. And, it's, and, and there's, no other, uh, there's no other way that you can do it. There's no replacement theory here. <laughs> you, it's, it's, it's either Jesus and you choose him, and you receive forgiveness of your sins, which provides you with eternal life and salvation, or you go your way and you ultimately end up with the books opened and you're judged and you go to the lake of fire. Right. So God's just asking us to reach out in faith and accept that blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Do you have faith Amen. in it? Do you have faith? That's like that. It's like that, that example I gave you guys last week about all those ocean liners lined up on the East Coast going to Syria. Only one's going to make it. The mm. thing is, once you walk onto that ocean liner, you cannot get off. You cannot mm. jump to the other one as you're moving along. When all the ocean liners take off, you got to have faith beyond a shadow of a doubt that your ocean liner is going to make it. And Jesus Christ, that's like having faith in the blood of Jesus Christ. When you take your last breath, you don't, You can say to yourself, you know what? If this doesn't work out, I got plan B and plan C. You know, no, it doesn't work that way. You believe Jesus is the only way. His work is the only way. His work is the only work God is going to accept. It's right there in verse 3. It says how that Christ died for our sins. Died for our sins. I mean, he didn't die for any other purpose other than to have our sins forgiven. That is the reason why, so that we could have our sins forgiven, so that we can obtain eternal life. I mean, he 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 was buried, he rose again. That provides us with the with, with he's the head, right? We're the body. He rises first. He gets resurrected. We're going to also get resurrected as well. And that that's talked about in First Corinthians. Um, 15, 15 as well, which is one of right. the greatest chapters in all of the Bible. Yeah. And honest. the resurrection is very important because I think, uh, you know, it's not just about the faith in the in, in the blood, but also the resurrection, right? His death, yeah. right? It's about yeah. the death, burial, and resurrection. Resurrection uh, as Paul, well. Yeah. Yes. And the, the gospel that Paul preached, obviously, is about the resurrection. That is very important. That is what we need. Uh, otherwise, our faith is in vain. Um, yes. yes. So uh, do you, you believe know, he rose again? Do you believe that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In, uh, in Colossians, in the second chapter of Colossians, there's the uh, scripture that says that he blotted out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us mm. and contrary to us and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Uh, we had a we had quite a bit of handwriting of ordinances that was against us. I don't even know how many were against me. I mean, who knows? But he, he took it. He nailed to his cross. It's uh, it was just like it was a debt that we needed to have paid that we couldn't pay ourselves. That's the simplest way of putting it. You know, yeah. it had to be. It it had to be. By a perfect sacrifice. Yeah. Like, like I was just alluding to there, it's very... Or Bob said too, right? 
Right. I mean, I mean we, 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 God requires a blood sacrifice for the remission of sins. Yeah. He always has. And he always will. And that, but, but you don't have to shed your own blood yeah. in order to get remissions of sin. You don't, have to, you don't have to shed the blood of animals because his son shed his blood. Perfect, sinless offering. And Bob, you said it perfectly. You need to have faith. You need to have the faith that when Jesus did that, that that actually was accomplished, mm-hmm. that he actually did do that. If you believe that and you have faith in him, then you're saved. And, and, you know and what? I mean, that, it, yeah. it's not a thing, actually, yeah. but it seems so impossible for so many people to actually do it. And, and maybe it's pride. I mean, pride obviously goes before the fall. Yeah. Um, but at the so same time, you- it's like, it's, I don't know. It's to me, when you look at the history of the world, everybody must understand by now that mankind, men and women are born into sin. Sure. That, that we are sinners and that we are, we, that we cannot become sinless in this state that we're in right now. It's impossible. I mean, people must understand that. And if you're going to believe in a God, well, are you going to believe in a sinful God? I mean, if, I guess if you are, then I suppose you deserve to be with the sinful God, right? I mean, that's, that, that's where you're going to ultimately end up. But that can't be a very good place. But if you believe that God is holy, then you have to understand that you as a sinner, you have no chance to, 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 to be with holiness and the, uh, on your own. And yet yeah. people try all the, all these different ways, right? Sure. But it's, but it's obvious to me when I look at it and look at the history of the world that to, I mean, we, we're in 2022, 2222 of what? What, what was the fulcrum there? What was the what was the middle point? That was Jesus. Everybody even, you know, we even celebrate, you know, his birthday every year when we turn over another number. It's like 2022 is, is from, you know, the time when he was around. It wasn't anybody else that this calendar system that we that the, I mean, believe me, other other cultures have other calendars. But Kevin, what does the world run off of? Yeah. When you do, you, do you remember? Um, everybody remembers when they first believed. You know, all of us. When you really first believed that in the Lord Jesus Christ and that God raised Him from the dead, that moment that you know, like every like uh, Dustin had it a prison experience, and you know, and and Joe, and you know, I I had it. Um, quite a, uh, before I got saved, um, I had a bad trip on a, on a substance too, a real bad one. And I knew there was evil there. And that really woke me up to the fact that there was good and evil. But when I, I remember when I, I first got saved and how I felt that there was actually hope for the, you know, I actually had hope for the first time in my life to continue to, to go on. And I think that's been, that's kind of been what we've all been talking about tonight, how, how it's all, um, 
it's it's usually what what we do we start we start doing these uh we start doing these uptime programs dustin and then for some reason it always seems to come together somehow mm-hmm. it's it's of course it's by we we get with greg and we have this outline we look at right no <laughs> no he, he, he doesn't have time for outlines but but um it's i just i'm i'm thankful tonight that that uh we've been able to you know share share some truth share some truth with some folks out there mm-hmm. and uh i i know that uh, i know greg well enough to know that he doesn't take any of this for granted that we're still on here doing this after two years is is a miracle it really is it's uh you know any and and your guys channels that you do are really it's it's great that you can we can still do these right you know that we haven't been stopped mm. that we can go on and we can you know i can go on and do my teaching thing and and people will hear what i have to share with them and you know all and, of us and you know what we don't have to knock on wood either folks no because no. we don't believe we don't believe that knock there's, on there's wood. no one knocking on wood up it you know <laughs> the lord the lord dictates where you know where we're going to go with our ministries who stops us? Who doesn't? He dictates all that, right? Okay, we give all glory to him. All glory to God. Dustin, He's does your ministry extend beyond the um, the online ministry? Do you do you do other things um, outside? I don't know. For instance, yeah. prison ministry, uh, street preaching, anything like anything else? Yeah, I've. Uh, I mean, right now, uh, the you know, obviously, the YouTube ministry consumes most of my time. Um, but yeah, I was involved. I mean, in the past, I've been involved in high school and middle school ministry. I have gone into the jails and shared my testimony. Um, like I said, I have other platforms, Rumble and BitChute, that I post other things that obviously I can't post here. You know, the stuff that we'd love to talk about, but we just can't in order to preserve our channels. <laughs> so, uh, and I'm really passionate about that. You know, there's a lot of Christians that aren't well-rounded they don't know what's going on in the world there's a lot of things like i bring up to you know past pastors and they're like what are you talking about and i'm like you should know this um not every pastor that i had was willing to hear what i had to say but it all ties in we need to have that biblical worldview you know we need to tie in everything especially today with 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 prophecy where every day there's something that we can tie into the book of revelation i remember you know you guys have been watching for the rapture longer than I have, but I remember I became a believer in the rapture only a couple of years after I got saved. So I've been watching for a long time, but I don't remember everything converging like it has uh, since, you know, 2020. I mean, when 2020 happened, it was just like, wow, like something, something shifting. And I remember I, I'd sent an email to the, to, to the pastor of the church we were going to at the time. And he was just kind of like, you know, are you saying that this is fulfilling, fulfilling prophecy? I said, no, this is setting the stage for prophecy to be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. This is what we're, what we call tribulation shadows. And, you know, this guy had taught in seminary for 10 years and no clue what I was talking about. So, um, you know, so I went through that and then I just realized, man, I need to get on here and share with people just what's going on. And then you, you watch other Watchmen, other channels, and we're all coming to the same conclusion. Just like Brother Bob said, we're all coming to the same conclusion that something's very different. And then there's also something that we don't talk about a lot. 
which is um, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, the Bible talks about how we groan, right? So creation groans for the Lord's return, um, and the Holy Spirit groans within us, and then we groan, right, mm. to shed this tent, to shed this body. Every day we wake up, and it just seems like the groaning in, increases over and over. And that, to me, is the biggest sign that we are nearing the rapture, because I believe God is getting his church as a collective ready to meet him. He wants us to be ready, you know? And sometimes the groaning can seem unbearable. Like, it's like, Lord, you gotta come back. I can't stand this anymore. We look at Lot, you know, Lot was vexed. He was grieved by the wickedness that he saw all around him. And we're in the same position. We're like, Lord, we know you're long suffering, not willing that any should perish, but man, Things are getting bad. Just like Brother Bob talked about the state of America. Jesus said it'd be better if a millstone were tied around your neck and you were drawn, uh, drowned in the sea than you offend these little ones. Oh, man, look. I mean, can it get any worse? It's far worse than it was in Sodom and Gomorrah, in my opinion. But again, um, like I said, we're the restrainer. We're the salt and light. And uh, only the Lord knows. But just going back to that, that groaning, man, God is there's something new going on. There's, you can't deny it. And if you deny it, you must be sleeping or your head's buried in sand. Yeah, there's two things that I noticed is that before when I was watching and, and, and saw things, I always thought, look, there's got to be something that changes everything before the rapture. There's got to, I mean, because this, I don't think it's just going to keep on going like it is, and all of a sudden it's going to be the rapture. There's got to be like right. some event that's going to set everything up, and lo and behold, look what happens. I mean, it, it couldn't be more obvious that everything changed in 2020, that everything changed, and that now you've got people who are so many more than before are saying, I am done with this place like they finally come to the realization that this is not my home that this is not where i want to be and there are so many years and so many people who are, who are like yeah you know things are going pretty good you know i like this i got my plans for this and that i'm going to do this and this and that and now it's just like you do a lot of people have long-term plans that much anymore. You don't hear about like that, a lot of that stuff anymore, but you do hear, do hear a lot of people saying I'm ready to go because every day it is getting unbearable. And the unbearableness is what you're talking about, Dustin, which is the groaning. It's yep. the groaning. Bob groaned earlier and he's like, the Lord must come and say no more to this. And it's just this groaning that we all feel that, you know, something's going to give. And this yeah. big event that happens here and this blurriness that Bob and I have been talking about for the past bunch of months, it is getting murkier and murkier and the tribulations events are becoming clearer and clearer in, in the front view that you can see that they're about ready to hit. Well, isn't everything right now, what's going on around the world right now? I mean, I could probably put a list of 30 things right now and we can't even cover it all but i think we can all agree that the world is under immense tension right now mm. immense tension mm -hmm. and something is about to snap yeah mm -hmm. okay you have you have an absolute record of border we've got the baby formula you know 
You have all that going on right now. You have 60,000 people crossing our borders every single day. Our infrastructure can't handle it. Our schools can't handle it. They're paying farmers to stay home now, so they're not making any food. You got Bill Gates buying up all the farmland now, right. and our uh, our supply chains are broken. But yet, we have 60,000 people crossing the border every single day. So, yeah, something right. is about to snap. We cannot sustain this. I mean, we remember I always said, Kevin, we cannot sustain this for another seven years. We cannot sustain this for another seven months. Mm-hmm. We cannot sustain this. And what I see happening mm-hmm. right now is a complete setup for all four horsemen to ride now. Well, a certainly war on the horizon. I mean, just what was it? Just yesterday, Joe Biden said, uh, you know, hey, what if what if China invades Taiwan? Are you are you gonna are you gonna you know help them out militarily? It's like yeah, it's like wait a minute, <laughs> that that's was is that on the table? I mean, that's not been said by an American president in like generations. Uh, so all of a sudden now, Joe Biden's now committing our military to to defend Taiwan against China in a war. I mean. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Bob, every day the tension is rising. Like it's like, and the and these people, and, and I think who I don't know who said it earlier, but they're not leaders. I think it was maybe Robert. They are not leaders. They're they're these these so called leaders that they're actually not the ones who are trying to ease tensions. They're the ones who are ratcheting it up. Oh, they're yeah. the ones who are causing these crises right before our very eyes. Well, Joe Biden is trying to rile up China right now. And in Dreams and Visions on my channel, tons of nukes from China. Yeah. Okay. Tons of nukes. And let me tell you something about these roving blackouts are coming. Okay. That is really suspicious to me. When they're shutting down parts of the grid, what's going on? Are you having invasions taking place where people can't communicate, can't get information? Shut the section down. When things happen, then shut the section down. They can't tell you how long. It's going to be shut down for what kind of crap is that? Okay, that's a. I mean, why do you have to do that? But here's the thing: in my dreams and visions, and I just posted one. Well, I think it was today or yesterday, where you know when the rapture takes place, everything goes black. The power goes out. Okay, it's almost like an EMP. Okay. So now we're seeing a narrative where it's shutting the power down now. And I've seen in dreams and visions where your people are talking about the power's been out for a while. I even had a dream where I was throwing a party at my old house I was living at, and all the lights were off. It was dark. And the thing is, everybody was, this is normal. We're just used to living in the dark. Okay? So what is this? You know, and once again, like I said, June hot month for the rapture resurrection Mm. and july august hot months all right there is no calvary coming for america and my main my main the main thing i'm sticking to is someone's talking about here in the um chat have i heard of the shemitah (laughs) (laughs) bob have you heard of the shemitah that's that's actually that's actually a good friend of mine actually that's Vinny. yeah yeah you know what Vinny, you got you got to just check back on the history uh, of of time. Are you going to say, yeah. Bob, that uh, that's like asking Mark Biltz if he knows about the blood moon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the yeah. fact that the blood moon that just came by—remember, guys, I said last week that blood moon showed up at 
a full blood moon at 11, 11 Eastern Standard Time. Okay, 11, 11. All right. And, and like I said, I don't believe there is a Calvary coming. There's not going to be a revival. You know, a revival we're going to see. We're going to see the revival that will take place during the seven-year tribulation. That's the revival. That's right. the next revival yep. coming. Okay, our time here is about done. Okay, so we've been doing everything we can, but now people are telling us we're ludicrous because we believe in the gospel of faith. You know, when, when our apostle Paul talked about in uh, 1 Thessalonians uh, 2, in, uh, what was it, 2 verse 3, yeah. Let no man deceive you by the means by that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's that falling away? The falling away of the, of the, the doctrine of a one pre-tribulation rapture and two the falling away of his doctrine, right. the gospel of faith. And that's happening like crazy. There is an army here right now preaching Jesus plus works. Okay. Yeah. And you know what? They're here for a reason. God needs them here. Why? Because those, those mm-hmm. angels that take over the skies after we leave and they begin preaching the everlasting gospel those people will be immediate boots on the ground that will agree with them immediately. God will have a, an army here already in place that will preach this gospel. Now, unfortunately, mm-hmm. they're going to miss the they're going to miss the rapture resurrection. Okay, but I think that makes pretty good sense to me. What do you guys think? It does. There's, I mean, the other thing too, Bob, is that for people to say, "Oh, there's got to be a falling away." Falling away comes first. We've talked about this before. We're in it. Okay. There's literally lost generations that are happening right now. I mean, these people have no faith. Just look, just look at 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 what's happened to the people in this country alone. I mean, you've got people who who believe. You know, we used to we used to have so many people who went went to church and actually believed. They read their Bibles. And now look at the look at these generations that are coming up. What are they getting taught? They're getting taught, uh, you know, baby anti-racist. I mean, that's what they're getting taught. I mean, they're getting taught just junk, just ultra ultra junk. So, I mean, Bob, we are in the midst of this falling away right now because um, what's going to have what's going to have to happen, Bob, is that there's going to have to be an event a rapture resurrection in order to shake them out of their either slumber or lukewarmness in order to come back to the Lord in order to actually make a commitment and understand that this is that that there is only two paths that you can go by, I guess, but in the long run, there's still time to change the road you're on. I mean, that's true though. I mean, in, in, in that respect, you've got to make a choice and there's going to be a time where that choice comes, and I can tell you this, Bob, a rapture resurrection is going to scare the, the living daylights out of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There's because- going to have to be a revival that happens from that because there's going to be a gigantic shakeup. Do you know how many un- non-believers l- actually look at Christians and watch Christians? I, I would be surprised, Bob, if not... M- uh, if there was less than a quarter of the subscribers on your channel are actually non-believers, because you know what they know, you know something, <laughs> and they're looking, and they're looking, and they're and they're watching you, 
And one day you're not going to be there and doing videos. And, and there's going to be a lot of people that are Christians that are be gone. I'm telling you, they are going to try to cover up, obviously. If maybe oh, yeah. the EMP stuff happens at the same time and it becomes this crazy mor morass of all kinds of things that, that occurred. But I'll tell you, it's going to be obvious to many people of exactly what happened that day when people, when everybody disappeared who actually believed and had faith in the Lord. Well, why do you think that they're trying to create this global coordinated effort of controlling the media now? Mm. They will all need to be in lockstep when this thing takes place. They will need to provide an answer to the world about what happened with the rapture resurrection. Now it's going to be uh, it's going to coincide with the coming. You know, the Bible talks about the great deception that God will send, the great mm -hmm. delusion, but also the coming fallen angels, aka aliens, whatever you want to call them. All right, mm -hmm. they the, the that's that's one of the reasons why we're seeing such a harsh censorship taking place right now because they're trying to get everything ready because when this event goes down there cannot be any other voice other right. than their voice to explain away the rapture okay that's that that is the whole delusion the whole deception that's coming and it's funny to think about that you know people don't think that there's a rapture coming well our enemies are getting ready for the rapture they're getting mm -hmm. ready because they're going to use the rapture as some form of um, giving credibility to these false gods that are coming down here. Because, oh, we, we, we know you guys hated those people. We put them on their own planet. We removed them, whatever. Okay, a supernatural event just took place. All right, they want to take credit for that. Believe me. That's why they all need to be in lockstep when this takes place. And this is why you see the massive ratcheting up right now censorship right now here's a perfect example of saying that the lord's going to delay his coming and beat up your fellow brethren guy with glasses that i guess that'd be me uh what what you're going to do when they come from um, that's cops hold on um <laughs> what you're going to do when that cloud doesn't come early to sweep you away <laughs> yeah beautiful um what, that, what's, that does not sound good. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it doesn't sound good for him because what, what you're going to do when the cloud does come, it doesn't sweep you away. <laughs> what you going to do then? Now, I'm not saying that you're not going to be. I'm just saying, like, if you're going to. Whoa, uh -oh. a huge storm going on here. Oh, I thought someone was knocking at your door. Oh, no, no, that was the thunder <laughs> of God. But they're coming to get saying, you. Saying, listen. You gotta, you gotta be careful about what, 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 how you treat your fellow brethren and stuff like that. I mean, you're really gonna, um, I mean, you're really gonna go that way, and you're gonna start bashing people for for believing in what the Bible says that is going to happen, and you just mm -hmm. apparently you don't believe that. That just makes you okay, and you can say whatever you want without repercussions. Be careful. Be careful. That's all I have to say. Is be careful because. Listen, we're all here to edify each other, right? Mm -hmm. When the Bible talks about the rapture resurrection in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 4, it ends that whole chapter with, with verse 18. There's a bug in oh, here. Got with bugs verse, now, too. Yeah. With verse 18. <laughs> and verse 18 clearly states that <laughs> when it when we talk about those <laughs> when we talk about the rapture resurrection. 
we are supposed to therefore comfort each other with these words. I'm going to ask everybody in this chat, does that guy's word sound comforting to you? <laughs> hey, Kevin, what are you going to do when, they, when the cloud doesn't come for you? You know, you're a bad boy, Kevin. You're a bad boy. I mean, come on now. Well, that's, that's a comforting. Come on. Really? Yeah, no. That doesn't We're sound here good. to edify each other, are we not? You know, what are you going to do when the cloud passes you over? Not you, but that guy talking right now. It's like, oh, 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 the rapture is true. Well, then take me. Oh, that's right. You don't have the indwelling Holy Spirit. I mean, do do I look like I'm worried? (laughs) No, but you are battling a lot tonight. You got thunder, uh, flies, and trolls. But you know what? (laughs) Well, we got hail, I guess. All right, listen, this is cool. But let me tell you this. Do I look worried? Do I sound worried? Come on. I've got the comfort. I've got the comforter inside of me. So come how, on, man. Come on, man. Come on. I mean, this come is. <laughs> take, take the free blessing. Take the free yeah. blessing. Because every time somebody attacks us in any way, shape, or form, it's a blessing. I love it. And so bring it on. Like, that's why people in the videos who make comments and attack, listen, bring it on. Like you said, bring it's a blessing. It All the apostles went through it, Noah went through mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, and it's just another sign of the end times. And like you said, a hundred years ago, if you said something about Christ or the church, I mean, the whole town turned and looked at you because they knew that there's something wrong here. <laughs> and, and that's the difference now is that the devil has done so much in a short period of time. And this all started in 2001. In my opinion, the more I learn about the powers that be and the government, is that everything they do, they collect data and learn something. So the more I'm hearing, you know, you guys talk about the times changing, I think right away to, to that day in September. <clears throat> what happened in September? Forget what happened to the buildings. What happened in September was the first time in human history, besides maybe Pearl Harbor, but then they didn't have cell phones then, that the whole world was reporting on the same thing. Then in 2020, there was another test done and the whole world agreed on the same thing and reported the same thing. So it looks like now they've gotten out the kinks about how to report something on a worldwide scale when some huge event happens and how to deliver the message. Now, the day in September, there was a lot of mistakes made. It was all caught on people that were recording this event, including myself. Things were being reported a little too early. There was some misinformation. But this time around in March of 2020, it was precision. Mm -hmm. It all started and then it just the snowball kept going. So that to me is a big sign about how they're going to disclose whatever they choose to on that day when it happens. When they're going to be in full coordination and they have to be because this event is going to be orchestrated by Satan himself. So at least the deception. So they're going, they're ready to roll with that. And, you know, what Dustin said about the groaning, I mean, that has amplified 10x since 2020. There are more people. And, you know, I have a question with Dustin in a second about the the youth. I feel that when you talk, when we talk about people that are on the fence and are trying to understand what is going on, how could we have, an evil place, and then someone that can change it at the snap of his fingers. 
-hmm. But what I think they don't realize, and this is part of the question for Dustin, is that there's a lot of moving parts to this world and to our salvation and to the curse and, and to the curse that lays upon our flesh. People don't realize that they are prisoners in their body. See, when I was in lockup, I was freed instantly when Christ came to me and answered my prayer. And anybody that's experienced that in prison knows the same thing, knows exactly what I'm talking about. You are no longer in prison. You are free from that day on and forever. But the people that are struggling with sin or that are even new babes in Christ, they don't know who the enemy is. The enemy is wrapped around their soul. And the whole point of the Holy Spirit is to convict us from another world to get us to repent, to cleanse our soul so we're not in constant condemnation, <clears throat> living 10 different minds and doing drugs or trying to survive with this imbalance. So a lot of people call Christians um, uh, schizophrenic because they deal and they, the way they explain things is that one day I'm feeling some certain way and then another day we feel. That's why Paul spoke about the race. The whole race explanation is you're going to fall tomorrow, but I need you to get back up when you get back up. And meanwhile, the crowd is saying, let this guy just sit down like he keeps falling. What does he think he's doing? Does he really think he's going to finish this race? He just keeps falling every 50 steps. But that was the reason Paul warned us about that is because and Paul, Paul sinned. I have a feeling in my heart that he was a he was a heavy sinner like the rest, but he dealt with it a lot. And I think he spoke about that a few times about how he. You know, he couldn't stand the flesh. So my question to you, Dustin, is with the youth, are they aware of the traps and the things that they have to deal with? Like when, you know, I was walking my dog yesterday and I was in the town center here in town. And it's all landscaped. It's real quiet. It's nice. And then to the right is a field. That's an empty field, a farm field. The grass is about three or four feet high. I see three girls come out of a pickup truck. The sun is setting. They're in three feet high of grass, all right, in Florida, taking selfies in front of the sun, all of them blasting music and TikToking as I'm walking my dog in just obviously barely any clothes. Now I'm thinking to myself, out of these three, is there one that maybe will get bit by a snake in that brush and maybe God will get their attention at some point? Is there one of them or none of them are going to get the call but I'm sitting there and I'm praying, I'm walking, I'm laughing, I'm, I'm, I'm rolling my eyes. I'm like, this, you know, this is sick. And they don't even, not even aware that the enemy is crawling around their feet. Do the youth know the, the enemy around them? When, you know, when you deal with the young kids, are, are they understanding the, the flesh and how it affected Adam and Noah and all of us? Are they aware of the traps? You know, the problem with um, the day that we're living in is people aren't, well, first, absolutely not, because even church kids aren't aware of what the Bible teaches. You know, a lot of my time I spent just preaching Bible doctrine. There's the, like I was going back to the biblical illiteracy, where how can you develop a biblical worldview if you, first of all, don't even know your Bible? There's just so many things in this world that are distracting our generation, the next generation and kids from reading their Bibles. You know, we have a Bible on our phone and everything, but then, you know, with all these notifications, you just, I mean, just try to do a devotion every morning and look at all the notifications and emails and crap that bombard you. Um, I believe that 
a lot of the kids are just completely unaware of the times we're living in because that they don't know their Bibles. There's not a lot of good teachers out there. There's not a, a lot of solid pastors that are preaching the Bible, just solid Bible doctrine. Like, can you lose your salvation? You know what I mean? Like, what happens when the Holy Spirit comes? What does it mean to walk in the Spirit? What does it mean to war against the flesh? You know, simple verse-by-verse Bible teaching. And I felt like every time I would prepare a message for the youth, it would just be simple ABCs of Christianity because a lot of them had no clue. Um, It's really sad. So how can they develop their discernment? How can they grow and mature in the Lord if they don't even know the word of God? So I think there's just so much distraction out there with social media. Heck, even sports can become an idol. Whereas, you know, down here in the South, the Mid-South where I live, I was floored that they chose not to have baseball games on a Wednesday night because they still value youth groups at church. Where I came from, Wisconsin, doesn't matter, dude. You're like, where's all the kids? Where, where, why aren't they at the youth group? Oh, they're at so-and-so practice or this practice. And there's nothing against sports. I, I coach my son's baseball team, but what I'm saying is there's so much distraction. The enemy does a pretty good job of keeping these kids distracted so that they can't even dig in deep. You know, when you look at your demographics, you can look on YouTube, you can look at your demographics of who watches your channel. Most of the people that watch my channel, I'm 37. They're between 45 and 60. I have a very small number that are around 18 to 25. And I wish there was more younger Mm -hmm. people that watch my channel, but that's just not the case, man. (laughs) They're watching other stuff. So I mean, to your point, it's, it's, it, we're in the end times, dude. Like it is what it is. And that's aside from that, you get somebody in chat saying the great apostasy is the falling away from the faith. Christians who do not know God will lose heart and depart from the faith when they see the Antichrist is on the scene and the rapture has not happened. (laughs) I mean, Mm. that is so so apart from the Bible. And but so Dustin, even though you've you we've got like the youth not doing it. You've got people like that who are trying to infiltrate and I would call them tares. I mean, it's, I mean, listen, these people are, are here among us right now and they're trying to steal your crown, trying to put you into fear that you're going to be separated from God because you're going to lose heart because the antichrist is ruling. (laughs) I mean, how unbiblical is all that? Well, have they ever thought about maybe Heresy. perhaps they'll put out a fake antichrist, somebody who might knows that they're gonna, this is the antichrist and they're going to go all in. Do you think they might have thought about that? Do you think Satan would have yeah. thought about that? Because if I was Satan, I would definitely do that. I would put out a a almost a perfect antichrist and get it all going to make people believe that this is the dude. It would okay, be the opposite. And make them all fall away like that. I mean, that would be brilliant. On it would be the opposite. We, can, we, we, we cannot be here. It says that the Antichrist yeah. cannot be revealed until the restrainer is removed. I mean, right. you, you cannot right. have evil and darkness come into where light is. Light has to be removed for darkness yeah. to invade, does it not? Well, yeah. that's where um, when the real Antichrist is revealed. The thing is, that's not going to happen until the hand of restraint is revealed. And the hand of restraint, it consists of two different components. One, the hand of restraint is a timeout period, the age of grace. Two, the body of Christ, which is the corporate restraining part of 
that's being built during this timeout period, Age of Grace, right? We have to be removed when the timeout period is over. Okay. And here's something to think about too, everybody. They are going, they are going for broke now, setting up everything for the Antichrist now. Mm-hmm. You have an Antichrist kingdom on the brink right now. Do you think that these guys who are also lorded over by fallen angels and demons, okay? Do you think that these fallen angels and demons might know something that's about to happen here shortly? Right. Why are they going through all this trouble to set all this up unless they know something's about to happen, something's about to snap? Right. They wouldn't be putting forth all this effort, and all this work, and now they're rushing it. Okay, right. yeah. Paul Schwab is rushing everything. It right. used to be 2030. 2030 is too far away, Bob. What's that? 2030 is too far away. That's too mm-hmm. far away. So they're they're setting everything up for the Antichrist now, and they have to listen to their lords. The fallen angels, mm-hmm. okay. The fallen angels. I I believe they know something. They don't know everything. They can't see in the completely into the future, but right. they know something is about to change. This is why they're getting everything set up right now. This is why they pulled the trigger in 2020 with COVID to usher in a global tyranny system, which is a rising of the beast system. Okay, if they knew that the rat that these fallen angels knew the rapture resurrection was going to happen for another 15 years. Trust me, they would not have pulled that trigger in 2020. Mm-hmm. So they know something is about to change. Mm-hmm. And hence, we are going into the next seven-year Shemitah cycle. Like I said, I believe the seven-year tribulation has to begin and end within the parameters of a seven-year Shemitah cycle. Makes it sense certainly does seem like that the convergence that um, you were talking about earlier is, is here. And that... Mm-hmm. And that there, there. When we all look at it, it just doesn't. It doesn't appear to us that this could go on for a, a, like an indefinite period of time. That there is a, a there's a window of, of things, and that that window of opportunity to actually have everything lined up as it is is closing. I mean, we talk about this a lot too, like the, you know, the. The partnership between Iran, Russia, and Turkey, I mean, never has happened before in the history of mankind. And and you can't imagine that it's actually going to be an alliance that's going to last for any length of time either. So, um, I mean, just look at look at Israel. I mean, they're going through government upheaval like every year now. And I heard just, just recently that some people are leaving this coalition and they're going to have to have another election. I mean... There's chaos all over the place. So, mm-hmm. and with this big event that happened here in 2020 and this realignment that, that they're talking about, and they're saying these things out loud now. I mean, granted, I mean, George H.W. Bush said, you know, back in, I think it was like, what was it, 89 or 90? He's like, yeah, a new 90. world order, right? <laughs> Remember that? And he's like, oh, he said it. He said it. But, I mean, these people are saying this thing out loud daily now. I mean, so it is, mm-hmm. they're, they're not even hiding it anymore, Bob. And we've well, talked about this too. The stuff that they're doing doesn't make any logical sense. They're the, like, yeah. they've, the, they've been give, given over to a debased mind. Yeah. They're, they're not even logical human being who are, who are intelligently thinking anymore. <clears throat> they're just like, you know, spiritually driven to do stupid things and evil things. So to, to, to make their ends come come to pass 
Well, remember I said that America is a barometer for the end of the age of grace? Mm. Well, the first time in our nation's history, they're claiming there won't be an election, and that there will not be a midterm mm-hmm. elections. Half the Democrats haven't even paid their election dues. Okay, they know something is coming. Now, the fact that our weak, pathetic, so-called talking donkey in the White House went and illegally did an illegal treaty with the World Health Organization, where you need two-thirds vote from the Senate to do anything like that, so it's completely illegal, went and ceded all of our power to them. Now, the next virus that's coming, which, of course, is, you know, the hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo, you know, pox, whatever they're going to be throwing at us next. Right, these poor monkeys, they tell you. When that comes, okay, it's going to be hell on earth here. And by the way, the Ministry of, what's that thing called, the Ministry of Truth, you know, because Elon Musk bought uh, Twitter. And remember, they came out with that, that everybody shut it down. It didn't go away. You know what's coming back? It's coming back in 75 days. Actually, it's about 70 days. It's coming back. So it'll be back sometime in August. Oh, isn't that okay. interesting? And isn't that interesting? You know, mm-hmm. because what's going to change by the time August gets there, everybody? What's going to change across this country? The fact that they're they're calling for they 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 believe that there's not going to be an election, hmm. okay. The Democrats are not even trying. Yeah, they you don't care. Be panicking by now, right? Yeah, they they don't care if they get reelected. They, they just don't care. Nancy Pelosi just said this last week that she has every confidence that we are going to keep the house. It's like, I mean, is she delusional or is she does she know something that we don't know? I mean, in terms of. Fortification, Greg. We're allowed to say fortification, are we not? Uh, I think so. That's a big word, though, for uptime. Well, you know, here's what I think is going to happen. They're going to release that virus, whatever it's going to be. Who's going to come in? Shut everything down. You know, they're going to say, you know what? You can't have your election right now. We'll have it in January. January gets there. You know, we can't have it. We'll have it in March. March gets there. You know, we'll have it in September. September gets there. Oh, we'll have it next year. And they'll just kick the can down the road. That's my prediction. That's what they're going to do. How can they enforce this treaty without it being ratified? We're in a lawless. We are in a lawless <laughs> government right now. Our Great, Congress. Yeah, it was very quiet for a moment. <laughs> God went go find me one righteous person in Congress. We don't have any right now. There's a lot so of we're, in, we're on the verge of communism. So mm-hmm. ev- everything that, like I said, a two-thirds vote from the Senate to go yeah. into a treaty with a foreign right. entity. Exactly. They didn't do that. Why? No. Because we're on the verge of communism now. So they, they, they're they not listening to any rule of law, anything that we have set up here anymore. Right. The authoritarian, totalitarian state is mm-hmm. being set up right before our very eyes. Is it not? Mm-hmm. They don't and the man of lawlessness, <clears throat> as Steve just said in the chat, is coming. Just in time where lawlessness is abounding across the the the, the fruited lawless plains. I mean, and they're not even fruited anymore. They're barren. The barren lawless plains. I mean, it's no. it, this this. It's in the amazing. words of Sid Roth, uh, yeah, that does not sound good. No. Um, when so, when do, when do superheroes show up in movies? Anybody here seen Superman? Trick question. <laughs> Is that a trick you, question? You, when when trouble just, happens, right? <laughs> when when it's at the very last second. Very last second, yeah. All right, so <clears throat> these politicians are not in charge, all right? 
And and yes, they are put here, Kevin, to irritate you day and night. And the, whole, the whole point of them existing is because you can't have this amount of people that are this irritating unless it's a Broadway show. <laughs> They're it's so impossible. Good they they are great at it, and they Man. get you they get you boiling. Oh. And the whole purpose is to get you to that point, so you're so distracted and infuriated, and secretly. They're setting themselves up to where we're so exhausted. There is no Caesar in power anymore. Well, there are no great leaders that will go around anybody and fight to the death to, to protect their country. Those men are long gone. And the reason they've been gone for a long time, maybe Kennedy would have been one of them. Maybe. We, only, we don't know what he was really going to disclose. Sure. But maybe he was going to do something. Seemed like and he might. He might he might have realized that heaven and hell is real and he was going to take a shot and put some things out there. With that being said, they are going to save the hero for the right time. And that right time is going to be at a time where people are at their lowest, which is going to be after the rapture. Mm. And that's why you need the hero to come in then. And, you know, as far as notice, we were talking about notice. You know, this has been on my heart tonight with notice. Noah was on notice. All right. Elijah was on notice. Elisha was on notice about they all knew what was going to happen to Elijah. All right. They all no one knew what was going to happen. Noah's family. Even the fallen angels knew about the bloodline of Christ. So somehow, Bob, you are correct about there. Somehow they're getting this information. How are they getting it? How are they getting this information? Is it because it was disclosed? Well, you know, the Bible wasn't really written till later on. So how did Herod know to go destroy the, the, the bloodline? How did Pharaoh know to go after all the babies and they put Moses, right? All of these guys have intel. So there's somebody somewhere, either a, a, a double agent in between the realms or just supernaturally they can feel it and they know. But we don't talk about that enough, which is the notice. And now we've been put on notice, and I think this goes back to 2001, because a lot of people woke up after that, that there's something going on. So this is the Holy Spirit putting everybody on notice. And that's another thing that I would relate to what Dustin said about the groaning. We're all being put on notice. So supernaturally, yeah, there's something going on. And that's why the rapture dreams are exceeding. That's why the groanings are exceeding. That's why we're exhausted with this disgusting place. You're disgusted with your flesh when you look at it every day, deteriorating, telling you trickeries, lying to you. Um, you know, hearing someone say something to you that upsets you, you're just done. You're exhausted with yourself. You even say it at times, and I know because I do it, I'm like, man, I really need that glorified body because I'm like, yeah. I'm disappointed. I don't like what I just thought. Like, I don't even want that option. Like, if God showed up and was like, Joe, Turn the knob to the left and you will be perfect forever. I wouldn't even hesitate. I wouldn't even hesitate. <laughs> There'd be no hesitation. I'd be like, done. You know, and that's how you know you're safe. If you, mm -hmm. in my opinion, if yeah. you feel disgusted with the things that you do and things that bother you, and you realize that you realize that after the flesh has forced you to do something or think something or say something, you're in good company. You are exactly where you need to be, and that's convicted. Mm -hmm. So this notice thing is huge, and Bob. Somebody is spilling the beans. There's either a double agent between heaven and the fallen, just like there's a double agent between the fallen and the Rothschilds and those big families. Mm -hmm. Somebody is 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 running is running their mouth. 
And that's war. And, and that's the way it is in war, right? Dustin, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah, you come out of chat, you come on the channel, and you get put on notice. I mean, that's how it works. I like it. <laughs> We're all on notice. Right. Sounds right. Yeah, that's what are we are we preaching about. to the choir, Dustin? Yeah. Sounds you, like it. Everything's in the I amen, love right? fellowship, man. I love it. That's yeah. why I mean, just I love it. Fellowship is we need each other, man. We need each other. You know, we get enough scoffers and mockers and crazy comments and people that <laughs> even within our own camps, okay, yeah. even within the pre-tribulation camp. Right. Oh, there's some that get raptured. No, there's some that get left. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is simple Bible doctrine. How can you mess this up? Yeah. Uh, it just it, it never ceases to me amaze me all this crazy doctrines. But the Bible says in the last days uh, they will hit, you know itching ears, not put out with sound doctrine. So again, fulfilling prophecy. But again, um, that's why I really value uptime church. And this specific um, live stream is because all of you guys are real. Um, you're not trying to uh, you know prove that you're somebody else. You're just who you are. And like with Brother Joe, I, I'm, I was Jude. I was just thinking that today. Like if Lord gave me an option, you could be perfect right now. I'd be like, absolutely. You know, the whole Romans 7 experience, wretched man that I am, who will deliver mm. me from this body of death? I don't want to sin anymore. Mm. I don't want to go there in my mind. I don't want to hinder my fellowship with the Lord. I want to be all the Lord wants me to be. And, you know, so I, I, I hear you, brother. And that's just, that's just awesome to hear you say that. Yeah. A lot of people feel that way. It's not just us. It's true. It's true. And that's and that's another thing that shows we're getting close. We're getting close. Yeah. We want to get out of this this more. We want to put on immortality, do we not? I mean, mm-hmm. it's it, it Lord, come quickly, please. I mean, because we're done. We're done with this. We'll continue to run the race. Mm-hmm. But man, we would love to be out of these this this shell. Yeah. Got to, mm-hmm. We got to get out of this. And we got to get to the perfect. And, um, and I know that Greg's looking forward to the perfect. <laughs> you know, that's uh, aren't we all? Aren't we all? <laughs> you know, that's one thing I was going through today. You know, I was doing some work in my garage and I'm listening to stuff on YouTube and these videos and stuff like that. What's going on in the world. And I have this war going on. I have my flesh raging where I was like, Lord, I want to pull. I want to pour my wrath out on all these wicked you know, these politicians, these globalists, what they're doing to these nations. When I've heard about these babies ending up in the hospital because of Biden and his policies with all the baby form, the babies are going to hospitals now. Okay, and then that shooting and all that stuff like that. I was like, Lord, I want to pour my wrath out on these people. But then within about 20 minutes, you know, my I calm down, then my spirit takes over. And then I start praying for all their salvations. Now, how does that happen? Because there is two mm-hmm. totally different bobs here. There's a yep. spiritual bob sealed <laughs> yeah. into the day of redemption, Ephesians 4.30, saved by grace. That's sinless and glorified in Christ. And then there's this disgusting, filthy, abominable, fleshly bob that's just full of wrath. Okay? And it's just, you know, you, know, you cannot, you know, that's where the Bible says, you know, that the, the wages of sin is death. This like Joe's talking about, man. I'm waiting for that turn that knob to the right, to the left, whichever direction, you know. And eventually, one day, you know, this my body will be like my spirit, the rapture, resurrection, where I won't I won't have those thoughts no more. 
or any of these thoughts these people are dealing with here right now. You're right where I like what Joe said there. You're right where you belong right now. If you're disgusted mm-hmm. with yourself, you hate your sin, you feel like, oh Lord, will the Lord ever is a, is, will the Lord ever turn away from me because I sin so much? You're right where you belong. Mm. You're right where you belong right now because that's the Holy Spirit indwelling within you that you are saved. That same power we're talking about Romans eight verses ten and eleven. That power that's convicting you inside you right now, that's the same power that's going to resurrect you and change you at the rapture resurrection. Amen. Mm-hmm. That conviction. That's what's going to do it. The yep. Holy Spirit. When it gets turned up to 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's going to be awesome. And we're all going to be meeting together. Oh, I cannot wait for that day to happen. I mean, that Maybe, is that's uh, going to be amazing. Maybe it'll be like what I said, Kevin. We'll all be removed. Take yeah. to a place and watch an event. I hope it works out that way. We don't That'd know. That'd be before. awesome. But you know what, though? I'm getting those like those flash feelings now where the, the reality of the rapture is upon us now. I never had that before. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been watching for the rapture since like 2004. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But never have I felt like the the reality of it is on is at my door now. Right. Right. You know? Makes sense. You, know you know what I'm saying, Dustin? Oh, dude, totally. It's You can't really just – you could try to describe it, but you can't. It's just something inside of you that's brewing. And it's like, dude, you can't – and it's like, how can I even believe in a rapture in my fleshly mind? I have to have help through the Holy Spirit to even understand the rapture because when you really think about it, something that has never happened like this in the history of mankind, you have to have faith from God to even believe in something because it's it's a reality. I'm literally like ordering my life based on the fact that the rapture is going to happen. 401k, screw that. I'm going to use it somewhere else. You know, I'm not I'm not going to retire. What are you talking about? So, how do you tell people that? How do you tell your boss that? I don't want a 401k. Why? Because the rapture is going to happen. Dude, he's going to think you're nuts, but that's how I yep. live, dude. That's how yep. I live in the light that the rapture is a real event. That every decision I make from here on out is affected. It's an eternal perspective. I mean, it's a real thing. That's not me. That's the spirit of God. You know, you know what I'm talking about? This is where Greg gives the uh, disclaimer that we're not financial advisors. (laughs) (laughs) Well, although I have heard that uh, we could be losing 90% of our uh, our portfolio. Anyway. um, Anyway. But you know, I'm with you there because, look, we're the, here's the deal. We all see this day approaching, just like the Bible said that we would. And so it makes sense, Bob, that as we get closer, we're feeling the tug and we're feeling the pull. And this rea- the reality of it is, is, is setting in even more so every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, these, these feelings I'm getting right now are like, they're like, I, I keep having this feeling where I'm getting pulled at an enormous speeds up into the clouds. Mm. But it's not scary, but it's like the reality of it. And in my heart, I'm like, okay, let's rapture. All right. All right. What's next? You know, it's kind of like that. It's like, it's like, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to be surprised. And I'm going to be excited when it happens, but I'm not going to be surprised. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, it makes sense. It's happening now. It makes sense. Okay. You know, yeah, because okay, it's an it's inevitable. 
we know it's inevitable. I mean, we know it's going to happen. And so we, and so when it happens, it's going to be amazing, but at the same time, it's going to be like, you know, I don't know. I mean, for me, it's going to be like, finally, you know, finally, it's, yeah. like, it's, it's not going to be like, Oh my gosh, is this really happening? I can't believe it. It's like, no, I do believe it. I know it's going to happen. It's going to be like, thank you, Lord. Finally, you know, and, and then after that glory, I mean, so uh, yes, I'm looking forward to that. I really want to get out of here, guys. Um, but in the meantime, we are going to continue to fellowship. And Dustin, you've been amazing tonight. Thank you for coming on. I enjoy your fellowship a lot. Yes. Yeah, you guys are awesome. I appreciate you guys too. So this one quick, folks. Yeah, really, really quick for me, anyway. I don't know about you, but um, so. Uh, we didn't get too many questions. There were some questions. Hopefully, you can hold on to those until next week, Lord willing. We're still here. But anyway, so um, please, uh, sometimes when we have guests on, we, we do end up um, going all the way to the end without doing questions. So that's just the, the way it happens. So, but anyway, um, everyone, thank you, Dustin, for coming on. Uh, last, any last um, final comments? Yeah. Last if comments? I could uh, just ask for a quick prayer. I was asked by somebody. Um... Just ask us to pray. This person I know has, um, I shouldn't say had a vision, but had uh, the Holy Spirit spoke to them and asked us to pray for things going on with CERN. They feel that they are doing something or trying to do something uh, either now or in the next couple of weeks. Um, so they are also talking about building another one. Whatever it is they're doing down there, we know they're not telling us the truth. Mm-hmm. And um, this person has never really asked me to do anything like this, but I promised them last week I would, but I couldn't come on. Um, so if you wouldn't mind, Greg, if uh, you could lead a Yeah, could you, just, could you let people know real briefly what CERN is that you're sure. referring to? So CERN is an um, uh, enormous machine. Imagine a ring on your finger. It's, um, it goes through multiple uh, countries. It's underground. Um it's a uh, molecular collider that basically they say they created to see hydron the, collider. Mm-hmm. Hydron collider. Thank mm-hmm. you. To see how the Big Bang created um, all of existence, uh, but we feel that that's not the case. We believe that they're trying to open up portals or change certain things in this world uh, through heavy physics and with the help of the fallen angels. None of us really know what's going on down there. Uh, where I come from on Long Island and where Greg lives, there's one um, out east where Long Island has the largest um, cases of breast cancer going back to the 90s. And we think that it has something to do with what they're doing there. Um, so this is a very demonic machine. It has a lot of power. And I, to me, I look at it almost as the Tower of Babel in our time of what they're trying to do. They're either trying to break through some kind of... Um, you know, through some barrier, which leads to either the, you know, to the throne room or to let in other other uh, demons that are uh, chained somewhere, which I don't think they'll be successful. But I think we should pray against it. Uh, This person is having um, strong feelings about it. This isn't somebody that um, just believes in anything. Um, So if we could pray against that and against their plans, whatever plans they have, um, if we could say a quick prayer. Sure. Yep. Thank you for that explanation. Um, folks, there's a lot of stuff that go that goes on in the world that, you know, we really don't see. It's not really brought out in the media. 
there's a lot of hidden stuff, right? This stuff will be disclosed at one point, uh, as um, it speaks of in uh, in Matthew, the book of Matthew. Um, so, Father, we just uh, lift up this situation right now in Jesus' name. We bind up and rebuke any unclean spirit, all uh, unholy angels that may be uh, governing those areas uh, in the CERN area or any hydron collider that's in the world, even um, on the east coast um, of the United States. We rebuke that in Jesus' name. We uh, we seal it up. We stop it right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, Lord, we just uh, we just ask that uh, you comfort those who um, need to be comforted. Any fear, we, Lord, you you can uh, dispel. You can get rid of that that fear. We know you can get rid of it, Lord. We rebuke the fear, the spirit of fear over people right now in Jesus' name. Even dealing with this area of um, hydron collider or opening pits or anything like that, or any dimensional portals or anything like that of the sort. We rebuke that right now in Jesus' name. Uh, you did not give us a spirit of timidity or fear, but rather of love and of power and of sound mind. Lord God, we just ask that that sound mind be placed upon every single person that's listening or watching today on the live or even on the recording in Jesus' name. May the power of the Holy Spirit just work through every single soul that is listening, that hears this Here's my voice. In Jesus' mighty and precious name, we thank you, Father, for what you've done, what you continue to do in our lives, Lord. And we just, um, we know that you are in control here, not uh, the pits of hell, not uh, anything else that may be going on um, that's conspiratorial in, in nature, but you are in control. And Lord, you have given us spirit of power, of love, and of sound mind. May we use that to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to others who have not heard. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.